0: Hello and welcome to the program. I'm your host Neil Howard here on Health Professional Radio, real glad that you could join us again. Bladder cancer cases are on the rise and the American Cancer Society predicts more than 83,000 people will be diagnosed this year. An educational campaign is helping folks to understand the warning signs and the symptoms of this disease. May is Bladder Cancer Awareness Month and to teach us about signs, symptoms and how to keep your bladder healthy is oncologist Dr. Alicia Morgans. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much for having me and for highlighting bladder cancer awareness.
0: Now, you're an oncologist. Give us a, a bit of your professional background, if you would.
1: Sure. I'm a medical oncologist at Northwestern University in Chicago, where I take care of patients who have genitourinary cancers, and that really amounts to predominantly prostate cancer and urothelial or bladder cancer. Uh, we take care of patients before they have treatment for bladder cancer, during treatment for bladder cancer, and, and actually, of course, while patients have advanced bladder cancer, we care for them over the long term. We work very, very closely with urologists who are involved in diagnosing bladder cancer and, and in treating it surgically. So we, we have a, a large team, a lot of supportive uh, care measures that are also applied by our different clinicians on the group, or in the group. And uh, we just are appreciative to be part of the members of this multidisciplinary approach to helping patients with bladder cancer.
0: Well, as I said, May is Bladder Cancer Awareness Month, 83,000 people predicted to be diagnosed this year alone. How common is bladder cancer and uh, give us a little insight into the the most notable risk factors and some of the symptoms.
1: Sure. So 83,000 people is actually quite a a number. This is just in the United States and 17,000 will actually die of of bladder cancer in 2021 we expect. Um, This number does seem to be going up a little bit and really. Um, has a male predominance, so just that everyone's aware, three men will be diagnosed, diagnosed for every one woman. Importantly, bladder cancer is identified sometimes by bleeding in the urine, and that bleeding doesn't have to be constant. It can be one little blood spot over a day or two and then disappear for a long period of time. Um, and because of that, it can be under-recognized In women in particular, I guess because it is less common in women, it's also under-recognized and sometimes considered to be urinary tract infections that happen recurrently um, that really just don't seem to get better. And they don't get better because they're not urinary tract infections. They're actually bladder cancer. So anytime someone has these recurrent urinary tract infections in, in women, urinary tract infections in men, which are, of course, never normal... Um, blood in the urine and sometimes even pelvic pain, really we, we hope that they speak with their, their doctors about that so that they can get tested and, and find out if they do have bladder cancer.
0: Pain, a lot of us will not go to the doctor because of a little pain or a little discomfort but when you see blood in your urine, even that one time that you're talking about and then it disappears, what is it that uh, prompts a person to kind of ignore something as huge as blood and urine?
1: Yeah, you know, that's a great question. And it really kind of gets to our psychology as as people. And so for any individual, it could be different. But for many people, if it goes away, and your life is busy, or you're living through a pandemic, or, you know, you're a parent with young children, or a, a person who's working and traveling a lot, there are reasons for us to say to ourselves, I'll get to that later, or it's not a big deal. You know, the other reason is that urinary tract infections can come with blood in the urine. So if Women, for example, have had them in the past. They may say, oh, it's just another UTI. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people get kidney stones and kidney stones can also cause blood in the urine. So it's not that every bit of blood in the urine is bladder cancer, Mm -hmm. but it absolutely deserves to be checked out.
0: I've been to the doctor many, many times throughout my life. And just um, the question about stool or urine makes me go, is that... Pretty much par for the course uh, in your experience when you start talking about um, you know people's bodily functions and the things that might be wrong with them
1: yeah you know people are embarrassed about a lot of things related to their body uh, but blood uh, urine and blood is absolutely one of them um, pain sometimes is a little easier to talk about especially if it's you know back pain these are common things or arthritis pain but but things like urine um, sexual health mental health. These are some of the challenges, I think, that we have um, as as people when we go to the doctor in terms of raising that awareness. And that's one of the reasons that the Let's Target the Tough Stuff campaign is so important. Uh, And I'm very, very proud to be partnering with C. Jen and Estelis on this campaign because it encourages folks to say, no matter how embarrassed I feel, I do need to bring this up because there might be a reason, a dangerous reason that, that I'm having these symptoms and if I've already been diagnosed with something like bladder cancer and I have continued concerns, I should absolutely speak up because maybe these concerns can be addressed. And in many cases, as doctors, we know that if you bring problems to us, again, no matter how embarrassing, we can do something about it. And, and that's our job. And that's, that's really what makes our day to day better is to help people with some of the toughest symptoms that they face.
0: Does this campaign zero in on how to start that conversation with your healthcare provider even if you're a little bit embarrassed?
1: It absolutely does and this is something that's really nicely laid out on the Let's Target the Tough Stuff YouTube channel that people can go to. This gives patients or caregivers, loved ones some suggested questions and I think really tries to help normalize the questions that people have. It's common to have questions about what to expect if you have bladder cancer. It's common to have questions about what to expect if you might need chemotherapy for your bladder cancer, or you might need to have your bladder removed and, and live with a bag uh, and urinate into the bag rather than have you know regular urination from your bladder. It's really common to have questions about things like depression and sexual health, because these are aspects of our day-to-day life, but These are things that can be difficult to ask about. So this channel really tries to help people understand that these are normal questions and give them some suggestion on how to talk with their doctor. Of course, also suggesting that we shouldn't be afraid of our doctors and and we should really feel confident that they want to do their job and listen and, and answer questions as they come up.
0: When it comes to confidence in your healthcare provider, talk to those of us who think, well, you're a physician. You should magically know what's wrong with me just by me walking in the office.
1: You know, I I think that is is something that many people think. But I have to say, I don't even know what my husband thinks unless he tells me. And I live with him and see him, especially during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. a whole lot. So I don't think that it's fair to say that anybody should just know what we're thinking or feeling without giving them the opportunity to hear that from our own mouths. And, and this has actually been studied in research that doctors often either don't ask the questions or can make assumptions about how you're thinking or feeling because they just don't always know. And these are symptoms and side effects of potentially that are not visible on your face, may not be easily communicated through body language. So if you don't say it, then we won't know
0: it. Is let's target this tough stuff campaign geared toward the patient or toward the healthcare provider or does it combine aspects of the two so that, you know, everybody can be on the same page when it comes to detecting and treating bladder cancer?
1: I really think it targets both populations and tries to bring people together. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of fantastic medical oncologists and other healthcare providers on the campaign who have contributed to, to these videos on the YouTube channel, and they really really try to encourage physicians to, to open that listening ear and to be willing to, to listen to patients their con- and, and to all of their concerns, and of course also speak directly to patients and their loved ones and their caregivers to say, please talk to us, tell us what you need, and, and here are some suggested questions that you might ask. So it really tries to bring both communities together because at the end of the day, we're all just one group of people trying to help people with bladder cancer live longer, feel better and enjoy their lives.
0: You've mentioned the YouTube channel a couple of times. Give us what it is that we should look for when we navigate over to YouTube.
1: Sure. So if you just really look into let's target the tough stuff on that YouTube search, you'll find that there will be multiple doctors from around the United States as well as nurses and others who are going to give you examples of of questions that you can ask your doctor and encourage you that one of the most important things to do when you have appointments with your doctor, whether it's for bladder cancer that's early stage and curable or in the midst of a more comprehensive treatment that involves having the bladder removed, or whether it's later stage and, and including things like chemotherapy or immunotherapy, there are lots of questions that we can ask related to what to expect from upcoming therapies, how to get more information on living with or after treatment for bladder cancer, and also considering questions about sexual health and mental health, which in the midst of a cancer diagnosis and treatment can sometimes be overlooked because we're so focused on trying to use treatments against the disease or the cancer itself. Um, But unfortunately, these these aspects of our day-to-day mental health and sexual health are not things that go away and are definitely things that that bother patients. So on the YouTube channel, we really try to provide a way for patients to understand that these are normal questions and to see examples of doctors again from around the country who are asking them of themselves and of others to ensure that patients know how to ask the questions and of course feel comfortable approaching those topics with their doctors.
0: Dr. Morgans, I appreciate you joining us here on Health Professional Radio giving us this uh, information. Hopefully, we'll uh, speak again.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the opportunity to really highlight this important aspect of of health for for people uh, right now, especially during during Bladder Cancer Awareness Month.
0: You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Dr. Alicia Morgans. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.